Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Marcy Ann, and I want to welcome you to the show tonight, wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is. Uh, Thank you so much for taking some of your time, which I think of as very precious, uh, to listen uh, to our current discussion, which is about our own personal sovereignty. And um, I'm making this my special Christmas gift to everybody this year um, to try to, you know, cover as much about it as I can uh, that that I know. <laughs> okay, so um, in part one and part two, we uh, learned that our our own personal sovereignty is an unlimited power that we have, and the source of it is the Spirit of God, which lives in the kingdom of God, which is inside of us and beats our heart. Within our heart, uh, through the Spirit of God, is all the wisdom and knowledge of all things past, all things present, and all things future. And we have access to this wisdom and knowledge at all times. And we've discussed that we all have this unlimited power, every single person. But what makes us all different is how we use the power. Many people don't even know they have the power. (laughs) Okay, now I don't believe in a literal judgment day because the universe is set up that each moment is a judgment moment. You will get the consequences of whatever you thought or did in each moment. And so it is for the next moment. Because thoughts create actions, actions create consequences. So what happens in your life, you have set it up when you first started thinking about it. I think most people just think that shit happens. But everything that has ever happened to us has been caused by us. This is part of our sovereign power that we have because sovereign power is governed by choice and sometimes by not choosing. God never violates our sovereign power. We are the ultimate authority who says what is going to happen and what is not going to happen. And when you first begin to realize this, It's very overwhelming because it's such a great responsibility. But God didn't leave us here alone and defenseless. The spirit of the Father is inside of us in the kingdom of God to lead and guide us in every moment. And the wisdom and the knowledge of all things, past, present, and future, are within the command of the Spirit of the Father. Jesus said he did everything he did by the power of the Spirit of the Father. He was immortal just like you and me, 
but he opened blind eyes, healed the sick, walked on water, fed 5,000 people with two loaves and five fishes, told the storm to stop, and raised the dead using his sovereign power in union with the Spirit of the Father. And he said we would able to be do everything he did. He said we would even do more than what he did. But this has never been taught within the church <clears throat> since 320 A.D. <clears throat> the early believers argued whether Jesus was immortal or whether he was something else, you know, like God in the flesh. And the answer to that is yes to both of them. He was immortal, and he was God in the flesh. He did everything he did by the power of the spirit of his father. It's what he called it. And we are mortals who are the temple of the spirit of the father, just like Jesus. But in 320 AD, the leaders of the church were no longer manifesting any power. (laughs) So they decided to make Jesus something different than what we are, So the believers wouldn't be discouraged if they didn't have any power either over poverty, sickness, and death or be able to do anything that Jesus did anymore. So in the early church, if someone got sick, they were to call the elders of the church and have them lay hands on them and pray. And the Bible says the spirit of the Father would raise them up or, in other words, they would be healed. Well, I live in a retirement community where the old folks here take anywhere from 5 to 20 pills a day, and they believe that's what's keeping them going. They will never be healed because drugs merely medicate the symptoms, and whatever it is that's causing the symptom is never dealt with because the drug company doesn't want you to be healed. They want you to take their drugs for the rest of your life. And most everyone has never heard in the first place that they could call the elders of the church and get prayed for and be healed. And to tell you the truth, I don't know of a single church within all of Orange County where I live who would have elders who could pray the prayer of faith that raises up a sick person and heals them. Not a single one. Now, I was raised in a church that had a healing board of elders. If we got sick, we called them. And they came and prayed for us, and we were healed. We never went to the doctor. And today, since there isn't anybody anymore that I could call to pray for me, I just lay hands on myself and pray for myself, and I am healed. And and I don't take any kind of medications. Well, another part of our personal sovereignty that I'll bet no one ever told you about either is that as a sovereign being which is with unlimited power, which is not subject to any other power on earth, is your freedom from hereditary diseases. Do diseases run in families? Yes, they do. Because a family is a unit of a culture that is going to do things a certain way, either the way it's always been done Sometimes there will be a new pattern that's established by a family, but actions create consequences. So if everyone smokes in your family, you're going to probably end up smoking, and you could experience the consequences of 
smoking, which would be to possibly get lung cancer. But I'm here to tell you that you are not bound by hereditary disease because you are a completely brand new and unique being that has never, ever been before and will never be again. And you have the sovereign power to create the life that you want. And the spirit of the Father who beats your heart has promised to fulfill all the desires of your heart. So there you have it. You do not have to have a heart attack, even if your father died from a heart attack. You might have a predisposition towards heart disease, and it would behoove you to educate yourself on how to keep your heart strong and healthy and then do your part towards maintaining that healthy lifestyle. However, I know a young girl whose grandfather on her mother's side died of alcoholism and whose grandmother on her father's side died of pancreatic cancer. And she had her first pancreatic attack at around 23 or 24 years old after a night of boozing it up with her friends. And she ended up in emergency. And since then, she's had two more pancreatic attacks. Well, Western medicine gives her medication and tells her to quit drinking, but she is a sovereign human being with this power of choice. So it's going to be up to her whether she wants to go down the hereditary path of alcoholism and pancreatic cancer or not. It's her choice. And I know another older gentleman who hasn't prepared for his old age very well, so at 67 he's still working. And a a few years ago he fell and broke two vertebrae in his middle back, And then he will quickly tell you that his family suffers from osteoporosis. (laughs) So his back will never be better. But he's hoping that somehow at his work he can be accessed so as not able to do the work anymore and maybe he could get disability. It would be useless for me to offer to pray for him because he doesn't want to be healed. He wants disability. And I ran into this another time with a fellow I met at the pool. We we began doing our laps together on a regular basis, and I began to find out that he went to the veterans' hospital two and three times a week for this and that. And as soon as he found out that I lived in a holistic lifestyle and believed in prayer for healing and health, he so quickly separated himself from me. He didn't want any of my power rubbing off on him, which might affect his 100% disability from his veterans' benefits. Uh-uh. Well, I wanted to share with you a teaching that I heard this week that really challenged me, so I want to share it with you. And this spiritual teacher said that we have to ask God to do things. Now, I hear people say, I'm sure I've said it, I'm sure you've said it, If God loves us, why doesn't he do something about? And then comes the whole list of everything that's wrong in our society and on the earth. And many times people want God to fix a problem that affects them but didn't originate with them. Now, we can pray for others, but that person we are praying for is another person with unlimited power expressed through choice, not subject to any other authority. 
and many times their choices are what have put him put them into a position that is going to take a series of procedures to get them out. And they may not want to do anything different, <clears throat> especially if their disability makes them money. <laughs> and it's better for us to just deal with ourselves because we have the unlimited power to deal with ourselves and our problems. And many times the reason why a problem persists is, first of all, we haven't asked God to intervene and to help us. And secondly, it involves other people whose personal sovereignty cannot be violated. Okay, now once we do ask God for help, however, it is faster if we pray according to his will, and much of his will is revealed to us through Scripture. More of his will is revealed to us during times of meditation and prayer with him. And if you don't know his will still, you can pray in tongues, which is praying, praying the perfect will of God in any situation. So the process of prayer is pray and then accept the answer, which is always yes, and then live your life as if you already have the answer until you get the amen and the answer manifests. So often what we pray for does involve these other people who are sovereign human beings with the power of choice, and God never oversteps his boundary that he himself placed upon himself. And that is that everyone is a free will being with the power of choice. God never violates our free will or anyone's free will. So whatever part of the prayer that involves another person is going to make it. So we will now be involved in waiting for the other person to be willing to have something done in their life. And many times we aren't willing to have something different done in our life. And other times we're not willing to change a belief or a habit pattern or a negative emotion about something. And we forget the ability to forgive and release is the doorway to some of the biggest blessings we can have in this life. Jesus said one time that all healing comes through forgiveness. You know, heart trouble is the number one killer in the U.S., but so much heart trouble is unforgiveness, unresolved emotional traumas that break our heart, and we are hurt. So we harden our heart so we can protect ourselves from being hurt again. But the hardening of the heart kills us. So that isn't exactly the best way to deal with a problem. It doesn't serve us in the long run. <laughs> So Jesus reminded his disciples, we have not because we ask not. So the magic is in asking. Ask for everything. Anything that comes to a conflict or a frustration or anything that comes up with you that you would like to have fixed, ask God for it. Knock, seek, and ask. Don't give up. Never turn back. Never surrender. Use that unlimited power within you to ask for what you want. And don't settle for less than perfect, because perfect is possible. Now, I'm going to close this show with one thought, which maybe I'll you know, discuss further in part four. But God lives in timelessness. He doesn't live in time. He lives in eternity. 
And God doesn't recognize what we call death. So with God, life is and always has been eternal. And that yes answer will come from the eternal now. Okay, that's it for today. (laughs) Be on the lookout for the next discussion. Bye.